I've been trying to think of what to say for the past 45, sorry, 55 seconds, but Molly kept licking my feet and I got distracted. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Whenever we feel like it or we're not sleeping, we talk about things like cryptozoology. How when we ate uh, lunch today, everything we got was covered in cheese. Urban legends. I wish the menu would have said everything was going to be literally covered in cheese. Glitch in the Matrix. Got some bean dip, spoiler alert, covered in cheese. Anything spooky related. That's right, including cheese everywhere. Whenever we feel like it, Lindsay's right, we'll both research some spooky topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go research some topics while she's eating beans covered in cheese. I'll go research my topics while I'm eating beans covered in cheese. And then we reconvene inside of our house in our little office and we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, literally recording on our seventh wedding anniversary, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the episode to you, Lindsay Marie, my wife of seven years. Thanks. You're welcome. And I'll dedicate... My portion of the show to cheese. Nice. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> no, I'll dedicate it to you, my husband, my spouse. Yeah, great. My partner. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't get we're not getting mushy. We're not getting mushy on the app already, two minutes into the episode. But yeah, we've been married for seven years today. Now I think this is gonna come out a day or two after we've been married for seven years. Yeah. But today proper, we've been married for seven years. Yay! We're doing it. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying our best, I think. Uh That's really all you can really do. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to keep clapping for a while. Yeah, I thought you were going to clap too, but you didn't clap. Nah. No. I'm not much of a clapper like you are. You love to clap. I'm a clapper. I love clapping. Yeah, Yeah, you get very excited and clap about a lot of stuff. You know what's funny? We've been making this show the majority of the time we've been married. Yeah, well, we're the spooky spouses. Uh huh. If we would have been making it before we were married, that wouldn't make sense. Spooky kiss buddies. Yeah. Spooky smoochers. We would have been spooky smoochers. And that would have been a different show. Yeah, it would have been. It, it just would have been, been sounds of us kissing spookily. Yeah, really close to the mic. Yeah. Really upsetting stuff. Yeah. Hey, I also want to say uh, we realized earlier in the week, we just passed a total 53,000 downloads. That's crazy. You're Thanks, clapping everyone. again. Yay. Here come the clapping. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Do you want to say thanks to anybody? Thanks, everyone. I'm not going to clap, but... Hold I... on. Here's Lindsay's clap. Lindsay's clapping. Yay, Lindsay, you're clapping. No, that's still you clapping. Okay. Okay. So did you want to say... <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I said thank you already. Yeah. I, that is pretty unbelievable. 53,000 times people have listened to us be so 53, smart. 53,000 times that Eli, who loves music or does music, what is it? You don't even remember his <laughs> name. 53, Eli, Eli who, who is music. Does the thing or whatever. <laughs> Eli music has listened to this show. Yeah, it's, it's all been Eli. Yeah. yeah. Every single one has been Eli. So thanks, Eli. Yeah, thank thanks you. very much. Hey, in all sincerity, thank you to everyone who's listened to our weird show. Thanks to everyone who's been hanging out with us, who's been interacting with us, calling our haunted hotline, letting us know about weird, silly stuff you find in your house or you find in your cereal or whatever. I love it. It's great. So fun. It is so fun. You know what else is fun and great? Yeah. 
Magic Mind. You know what honestly is fun and great is Magic Mind. Now, Magic Mind, they're supporting, I think we have officially two episodes after this episode, then one more that they've officially supported. But there's talks of them supporting more. So we'll Mm. see because they like what we do. And that's very surprising to me. And I like what they do. I also like what they do. I wore my Magic Mind shirt today. Yeah, Magic Mind, the, the wonderful people over at Magic Mind, the person we've been talking to back and forth, uh, their name is Liam, and they're very, very nice, and they sent us free t-shirts. They did. Which is so cool. Lindsay wore hers today out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. In the wilderness. And, it and was everybody nice. said, oh, that makes sense of why that girl is so smart, because she has a Magic Mind shirt on, which means she probably drinks Magic Mind. Now, Magic Mind isn't just a company of very nice people who do very nice things for other people. Magic Mind is a company that makes these little tiny green elixirs that are powered with matcha, honey, adaptogens, mushroom extracts, nootropics, and you drink them kind of any way you want. And they give you energy without the crash, like that caffeine crash. They help mellow you out. They make you feel good because of the honey, because honey makes you feel good. So I started a new job these past few weeks, and I've been laser focused. And I've been bringing a magic mind with me, just a single one, to work. Mm-hmm. And around 2 or 2.30, I've been doing my little magic mind. I do half of it, cap it back up, shake it to get all the goodies, do the rest of it. Straight up, been feeling real good throughout yeah, the rest of the day. you don't need to go get the afternoon coffee that's going to nope. pep you up for two minutes and then make you crash. What am I going to do? Leave my office and go get a triple whip frappa stinko over yeah. with almond milk? And then you're going to come back and you're going to be like, I'm ready to go. And then you're going to find yourself sleeping on your emails. Yeah, you're going to be sleeping IRL, RN. Yeah. So if you want to try Magic Mind and get to taste these cute, delicious little green potions that I believe have a lot of sorcery inside of them. There's some magicness actually inside, I believe. Yeah. You can go to magicmind.co slash spooky and then on checkout, enter the code spooky40, S-P-O-O-K-Y and the number four zero on checkout and you can get 40% off of a subscription or 20% off of an order. And if you're like us and you have difficulty remembering websites in general, you can click the link in our show notes underneath this episode. Yeah, check it out. They're delicious. They are delicious. Straight up. They're so nice. And everyone there is so nice. And they're so nice to drink. Nice. Nice, Ron. I don't remember who went first last time. I want to say that it was you. Was it me? But I don't remember. I think it was. Yeah, let's just say it was me. I bet you it was me. I really don't know. I don't know either. Well, like you said, it doesn't really matter. I think I feel like it matters to a few people. (laughs) And whenever they hear like one of us, you know, skips in line or goes first twice or whatever. I wonder if they turn the episode off. Yeah, because they're like, they did it wrong. They only have two episodes. They only have two rules on their show. One of them, they don't really swear. The other one, one goes first one week, the other and then they switch and they keep messing up their own stupid show. It's just really silly. If it bothers anyone. I'm so sorry. And also, you can call our Haunted Hotline and let us know, 803-816-2667. That's also in the show notes. Does anyone even look at the show notes? (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone even listening? Is anyone? If peeing your pants was cool, I'd be Miles Davis. Is anyone listening to me? We have a lot of cool stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Straight up, I'm just going to talk about the show notes while Lindsay loads her phone 
or loads her topic on her phone. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, our show notes are great. You can look at them. You can go to Lindsay's website. You can call our haunted hotline. You can do the magic mind thing. I like the show notes. Yeah. Our dog is officially to the point of the show where she's in the guest room destroying the bed. Mm-hmm. Now that's something you can count on every single episode. Yeah. So you might hear her in the background. She's you... kind of a monster. Yeah. If you hear any snorting like a pig or any loud breathing or whatever, we don't own a pig. It's no. our weird dog. It's our dog fighting the guest bed. Yeah. It's her favorite. Yeah, it is. It's our anniversary <laughs> today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're clapping again. Okay. We're clapping again. We did it. Okay. So... Originally, I had thought I had saved a big article about all this stuff about (laughs) these dangerous fashion trends that we did because like I'm in fashion school and I've been learning a lot of history about it and I did not save the article. I thought I did. I did not. Welcome Um, to the club. I couldn't find it again. So I have stuff that I had saved a while ago that I totally forgot about and it was just unusual stories in history that actually like do not seem real like how could that even happen but it did happen okay i'm ready for them there's um, one if, if there's one thing i like it's learning fun things yeah okay <laughs> let me see where i want to start i want I, maybe i'll start with a small story and then i'll go into some some lengthier ones i swear i was ready Yeah, that's why I was talking about our show notes. Okay, I'll start with this one. (laughs) Okay. In 1971, a teenage girl named Julianne was on a plane that was struck by lightning and basically disintegrated in the air. The plane did? Yes, it got hit by lightning. It basically just like blew up in the sky. Okay. She plummeted 3,000 meters strapped to her seat and landed in the Amazon rainforest. Uh, okay. Like, alive. Her mom had been on the flight with her, and Julianne searched in vain for her mom, but of course she realized soon after that she was the only survivor. She survived 11 days alone, treating her maggot-infested wounds. Lindsay, Lindsay! It's gotta be spooky. No, but that's gross. Just say bad wounds. She treated her bad wounds (sighs) with maggots in it, with fuel and using tracking techniques her father had taught her before she found a boat and she used it to make her way back to civilization. Okay. Like, this in the 70s? 71. When I was a teenager? No. No, when I was a teenager, I would have got I would have I would have been Cried. tripping I would have been tripping everywhere in the jungle on my jinkos. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just stayed strapped in my chair and cried until I passed away. Yeah, I think you you would have stayed in your chair with your arms folded and angry cried and prayed for death. Yeah, and all the monkeys around me would have been like, don't mess with that thing. That thing is scary and dangerous. She will give you a look. <laughs> and I know and now I know this is silly. You're an, you're an orangutan. She'll give you a look and you'll go, okay, whoa, all right. And, and you'll turn around and you're going to split. And occasionally she gets out of that chair and she fast walks around. There's straight up. Here's my here's my scary story for our anniversary. What? Sometimes when Lindsay's when Lindsay's in a bad mood, <laughs> she will fast. She will walk very fast and very hard. And when that happens, you just stay where you are and hope she doesn't walk over to you <laughs> because she walks really hard and fast and it's scary. We have to have a large house just for my fast walking. This is what it sounds like. I don't fast. No, it's not that loud. <laughs> it's 
you get closer. It's not like playing a, a like horror play, game. It's like no. playing phasmophobia. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like playing phasmophobia. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. No, yeah. it's, it's just I have to get things done. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she fast yeah she fast walks straight up though yeah. what i realized as soon as you said the word the little white bugs maggots it's i don't know what it is i have a visceral reaction to that word where it makes me want to throw up well because you just imagine like yeah you imagine how bad they... your wounds would be from falling from a plane in a seat into the amazon rainforest yeah you sure do like that person surviving had to have been like i have a purpose in life oh you're gonna say i have a superpower i have a magic power <laughs> too i wonder if that person ended up being one of the creators of the producers on the show alone maybe anyone else watching alone <laughs> that show rips. Well, that might be traumatizing for her though yeah, but I'm. I wonder. I wonder if she like now like wrote the rule book on how to survive eleven days in the Amazon with nothing at all. How to find know. a boat in eleven days in the Amazon. But I thought about it. I'm like, good job, Dad, on teaching her tracking skills before they got on a plane. Yeah, seriously. Why? Well, I, I bet you it wasn't right before they got on the plane. It was probably you know like maybe well, growing yeah, up. Well, yeah, in life, but <laughs> on the way to the airport. So as we do so every anyways, trip to the airport. <laughs> How to track stuff. How to track a boat specifically in dense rainforest. How do we uh, tie a sailor knot? Quick. Fastest one wins. <laughs> I used to know how to tie a few cool knots and now I don't. And you know what? That freaking stinks. Mm, I'm sorry. Straight up. It, it's, it freaking stinks. Okay. The next story I have is a short one. During World War I, the German Navy built a ship and painted it to look like a British ship called the RMS Carmania. And that was to basically destroy the British ships going undercover. You know, mm, it was like a convoy. Yeah. But when the ship set sail for its first outing, the first enemy ship that it encountered was the real RMS Carmania ship. Okay. So that ship was like, no, you're obviously not us. And then sank it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no. It's like that. <laughs> Quit stealing my vibe. This, no. Captain, uh, I, I know they, they might not have walkie talkies. <laughs> Captain, come in. Someone is totally ganking our vibe <laughs> over. Some, RN. Um, someone, there's a ship out there that is flexing hard and ganking our vibe, RN. Yeah, it's like. Hey, you're not us. What are the chances of you? That's the boat you ran into. That's like, uh, what was it? That reminds me of the part in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he says he's the sausage, the 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 sausage king of Chicago. Oh yeah. Even though he's not, he's a he's a young boy. Yeah, he's in high school. Yeah, he's a high school boy. He looks like a high school boy. I don't know how he fooled anybody in that film. I think he was the only. I think he was the only person to look cool in a vest. Yeah, he did pull off a really cool vest. Aladdin did. Yeah, that's true. But Aladdin was shirtless underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a tough look. That's a harder look. to. What's harder, to pull off a vest with no shirt underneath just to, on your day-to-day -day, or to mm -hmm. pull off a vest with a white t-shirt underneath? What's a harder look to pull off? Probably the t-shirt because now I've been seeing on the red carpets and stuff, vest, no shirts. Wow, They're okay. coming back, yeah. That German ship painting itself to look like a British ship reminds me of that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Yeah. That's oh. like the second time you brought it up this week. You really are thinking about that meme this week. I really am thinking about that meme. Yeah, you like it. 
I do like it. Uh, next story. This one takes place in Ohio. Ooh. Two identical boys were separated at three weeks old and adopted from separate families in Ohio in 1940. Wait, really quick. What? You started laughing were... <laughs> immediately. They're identical twins, not just ran two random identical boys. <laughs> <laughs> two identical twin boys. Yeah, just it was funny because <laughs> you said two identical boys, and I just think of like two people, just two people that aren't you related. Know. Just yeah, sorry. Well, you must be my identical boy. Well, they were separated at three weeks old, adopted by, by separate families in Ohio in 1940. 39 years later, in 1979, the brothers were reunited. They both had been named James by Whoa. their adoptive parents. They both went by Jim, which, okay, yeah, that's usually a thing. Both became law enforcement agents as adults. Both married women's, women named Linda, divorced Linda, and remarried women named Betty. Both had dogs named Toy at different times in their life, and both had sons named James Alan. Whoa, that's so radical. That's weird. I could, okay, I could understand, and it's still fascinating. I could get how, like, the the whole naming thing, naming your child, naming your dog. I don't right. know, maybe, maybe there's some hardwiring that's involved where from birth you like the name Toy. I don't know. Right. But to both marry women named Linda, get divorced, marry women named Betty, that's pretty cool. Twin stuff? It's, twin stuff it's, rips. It's pretty cool. Well, like, and the dog named Toy, that's not a popular, like, I could totally get it if it was like, oh, you named it Bongus, because that's a really popular dog name. <laughs> Hold on, let me Google really quick. Most popular dog names, 1979. Yeah, number two yeah. on the list right here is Bongus. <laughs> Yeah, number one is Cranko. Cranko. Yeah. We got Cranko, Bongus, Pippi, Frippy, Slipster, Chonf, and Crap. Crap. Like Slipster. Crap is a crap. Yeah, that's really wild. Slipster is actually kind of a good one because, like, our dog slips all over our floor because there's hardwood. Yeah. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Next one. Wait, twin yeah. stuff. Twin stuff's cool. It is cool. Twin I stuff love is twin stuff. We I haven't love twin really stuff. delve into twin stuff we know we need to have twins talk about weird experiences on this show are you a twin and you <laughs> hold on i'm gonna in a world in a world <laughs> are you listen up this is a call to action are you a twin or do you know any twins and you have weird stories if so call us 803-816-2667 or send us an email spooky spouses cast at gmail.com and let us know Twin stuff. We want to know your twin stuff. Weird twin stuff. Okay, this doesn't have anything to do with twins. It's called Operation Mincemeat. I feel like this one's going to be gross to hear. Yeah. Okay, great. You know, history. Everything's gross. (laughs) A lot of things are gross. All right, Operation Mincemeat was the Allies planted a dead body with fake plans to trick the Germans into thinking that the Allies were going to... Sardinia, but they were actually going to Sicily. When is this? World War II? Uh, I would imagine World War II because it was the Germans and we were the Allies. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But not only did they just like plant plans on this dead body for the Germans, they're fake plans to to trick the Germans. Mm -hmm. They actually like built an entire life for this dead body. Like they had documentation on like his military status and like 
what his like plans were and like fake letters to his wife and like Weird. gave him a whole thing to like really set up hey, this guy's legit and these are legit plans. That's weird. Yeah, but it it successfully distracted the Germans and it worked. I wonder, that would be my, that would be the last thing on my mind. We found plans. Let's go. You know what? Actually, let's do a background check on this dead body. Yeah. And let's see. I would not think that that would be any sort of weird trickery. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, if you search a body, you're like, they got it. And especially, like, it was smart for them to kind of set up his life because if it was, like, a higher-up officer, then you would take their plans more seriously. Like, oh, they obviously have to have information on them because they're higher status. That's true. Yeah, you would. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I also like spy stuff. Trickery. Anyone here a spy? You probably <laughs> can't let us know. You probably can't Say anything. If you but. are a spy, call our haunted hotline and just and say you're not a spy. Yeah, say you're definitely not a spy and speak <laughs> hypothetically about spy stuff you've done. Yeah, this story I have this one and one more. Okay, a church exploded in a small Nebraska town of Beatrice on March first, nineteen fifty, at around seven twenty-five p.m. Choir practice was to begin at 7.20 p.m. And there were 15 members going to the choir practice. So you think, okay, everybody died. Well, no one died because every member, all the 15 members were actually running late that day for all different reasons. Whoa, all 15 members of the choir, they Had an excuse because they were running late that day. All the different excuse too. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So nobody was near the church when it exploded. That's weird. But if they had been there, they probably would have all died. I guess it was like a really bad explosion. Wow, that's... Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. I just got you two mysterious ways in my head. And I don't know why, because that's (laughs) mysterious. (laughs) Mysterious ways. Maybe they're all listening to that. Well, that's all right. That's very well, funny. It was in 1950, so I don't know what it like. Something rockabilly, beboxy would be beboxy. Yeah, I don't were, think that's a good musical term. <laughs> you know the, the bebox you know, style that, of music. Those bops on those are the original bops. All those, all these bops happening. I don't know. Yeah, everyone was just stuck listening to I don't know who uh, Artie Shaw or Tommy Dorsey. Yeah, rocking it out in their cars, in their Cadillacs. That's really interesting. I like that one. That's cool. I Well, I mean, I don't like that the church blew up, yeah. but I like that everyone was running late. 15 people to be running late. 15 people. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm running late, I'm always afraid, like, especially if I'm for sure running late, I'm always afraid people, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, right. I always get worried that no one's going to believe that I'm running late because I am running late. They're going to think I was just like... I don't know, sitting around thinking about stuff. Well, if they, if anybody suspects that you're lying, then you need to tell them that story and be like, see, sometimes there's reasons for people to be late. So back off. And then you slurp your Starbucks coffee that you had to stop and get while you were being late. Sorry, it's still so hot. There's a really long line. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I got a triple frip flapster um, <laughs> cold brew cream. Um, okay. So this is my favorite one. It's the Shackleton Expedition. Okay. So this was an expedition led by Ernest Shackleton, and they were exploring Antarctica. Sounds like a fake name. Go ahead. <laughs> but the stuff they went through was unbelievable. That's what the what the the article I'm reading says. Does it say stuff or does it say the S word? 
the stuff they went through. Cool. No, I only look at PG articles. I was going to say, since it says stuff, this article is right at our reading level. Yeah. Their boat, the Endurance, was trapped by ice flows, and they were stranded on the flows for over a year. A year? In temperatures well below freezing. How'd they survive? They then took the three boats around 22 feet in length across the Antarctic Ocean looking for land. There were about 10 men on each boat. So there's a lot of people on this expedition. Yeah, to be stranded for a year? Yeah. They missed reaching land just by a few miles at times. Two-thirds of them got stranded on Elephant Island surrounded by ice while one of the boats went out in search for rescue. That boat that made it through the Drake Passage, which is actually one of the most deadly water passages in the ocean, like period. I think because of the ice and just the flow of it and everything. It's just scary. But all but three of them got stranded with little food and water while three men who left became the first people to cross the South Georgia on foot. Okay. (laughs) So they're everywhere. They're all over the place. Uh, They found civilization. Um, They rescued the men who came through the Drake Passage, then waited months until they could rescue those on Elephant Island. So they're kind of going back now and picking up all their stranded members that they've gotten lost on this journey. And every single person who came on the initial voyage survived with the worst consequences of being a foot amputation. Okay, well, I mean, that does stink. But to be stranded in and around Antarctica for a year. With a lot of people. 30 people. Yeah. Right? 30, yeah. Yeah, because I think it said three boats with 10 men in each boat. Okay, 10 plus 10 is 20. 10 plus 20 plus... <laughs> okay, I, let, let's just say I think our math is right. Like, it's a, a very like, wait, what's going on in this story? But basically, it's like, oh, hey, let's explore so we could try to get food and resources for this and then those people got stranded and then a few more were like let's keep going and then they got stranded and then finally there was a couple that were like actually we reached people now we have to go pick all the pieces up of everyone (laughs) that we left everywhere what would you do if you found out that you were stuck in the middle of the arctic ocean what would you what would you what would you do I would do the same thing that homegirl did with her airplane seat. Just sit there and just cry. I think I would lay down and just cry. I would just lay or just lay down and go, well, I'm not moving. I guess I'm not moving. Yeah. What do you do? I guess you go looking cry. around. My my gut reaction would not be to go looking around because I'd be like, what are we going to find? Ice? What are we going to find? <laughs> more ice somewhere? What do you find around here? Ice or more ice? What are you going to find? Ice? Something cold? It's freezing outside. <laughs> Straight up, it's so cold. Well, if there was one place you'd rather get stranded for a year, what would it be? Rather than Antarctica, any place. I don't want to be stranded anywhere. Yeah, but you had to be stranded there for a year. Um, Hawaii, probably, because you know how yeah. terrible that'd be. Yeah, probably Hawaii. That'd be really nice. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say, when you're stranded there, you would have um, disposable income and you could kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah probably like, Hawaii. beautiful places and... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd probably do Hawaii, too. Maybe you and I could just be there together for a year. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Bring our dog. Oh, well, I thought you said stranded, like, alone, but... No, we'd probably be there together in, like, a nice resort. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds bad. I'd probably want to do that. What about you? Probably that. Yeah. Probably that, and just eat an exorbitant amount of delicious seafood and produce, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know, 
Swim. Yeah. That's swim what I'm around. Talking about. Just swim around. <laughs> cool. What are you going to do today? Cool oh, question. Swim around? Yeah. Okay, so if you were going to play a trick. Okay, what? On, say, like, back in World War II or whatever, like on the Germans, mm-hmm. you're the allies, and you're like, I'm going to play a trick to trick them. What would you have done? I would have done the the poop in the the, pla- the paper bag, you light it on their doorstep. Yeah, just, but they don't really have doorstep. They had, like, bunk- you mean, like, their bunkers? Their bunker, or like, yeah. I would just do that. You would just go right up to their bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure would. And put poop there. Yeah, no oh. one likes that. Yeah, but you think that would make them more mad, though? Of course it would. But so would seeing a boat dressed up like your boat. Yeah. <laughs> and especially, and then it's like. That's kind of the same idea of just putting the poop in the bag well, and putting it on their doorstep. Because <laughs> it's like, think about all you have to do to do the poop in the burning bag trick on the doorstep. Yeah. You need very few resources. One of them is free if you find a dog. And then fire yeah. is kind of free. Yeah, fire is kind of free if you can start it on your own. But then think about all the money and all the resources needed to make a ship or paint a ship to look like another ship. Right. It got blown up or whatever, attacked immediately. They wasted a ton of money and the same exact thing happened. They just made the British mad. Right. So you can make people mad as well for way cheaper. And it's funnier for you because they, you know, step and poop. Yeah. I forgot when you said dog. I totally forgot to. This is really, really short. Okay. It's just Unsinkable Sam. Okay. Unsinkable Sam was a cat that survived the sinking of three different ships during World War II. Oh, nice. (laughs) So this cat just chilled on some ships and like one went down, he went to the next one. Unsinkable Sam. Unsinkable Sam. I hear stories about cats and it makes me like cats a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want a cat. If I wanted a cat, I want like an Unsinkable Sam. Takes care of himself. Tough cat. Tough cat. Want a real tough cat. Yeah. Speaking of tough cats, do you think we should do a little haunted housekeeping? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with cats, but yeah, let's do it. Unsinkable housekeeping. All right, sure. Well, let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone. And then when we come back, I have some stuff. Yeah. We also have a a voicemail to get to. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I'm ready. Okay. Neat. Well, we'll see. Sorry for saying that. We'll see everyone in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Hello, weary traveler. Welcome to ye old haunted housekeeping area. Hi. Hey, how are you? Maybe we have some stuff in the haunted housekeeping area that you can use with you and take with you on your journey. That's kind of the metaphor we're going for here. Like a, you know, like a <laughs> like a play pretend. Yeah. And speaking of journeys, say maybe something spooky related has happened to you or maybe you just need some advice because you have a ghost living in your house. Go ahead and give us a call on our haunted hotline. Yeah. You can call or text whenever you would like. The phone number for our haunted hotline is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. B-O-O-S, like the plural word of what ghosts say. And we'll try our best to give you advice or maybe find a solution. Yeah, and again, I think try is the key word. Yeah. If you have something strange happening around your house, if something happened to you or a friend or a family member in the past, if you feel like you can predict the future, if you found something at a yard sale and maybe you like didn't buy it but you stole it, you brought it home and you feel like now your house is haunted, Call and let us know. We want to hear about it. Honestly, we'd like nothing more. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 
booze. Do you also need some really cool spooky drip? You can go ahead and check out our friends over at Discount Cemetery. Everything is handmade, hand screen printed in LA with two really cool people. And for those of you who might be over 35 and you don't know what drip is, it's clothing and accessories. So hop on over, or I guess, I don't know, what's a spooky word for hop on over? A spooky word for the phrase hop on over? Hover on in to discountcemetery.com. That's true. You You can manifest your plasma essence if you're a ghost. And go to DiscountCemetery.com and check out their wide range of haunted shirts, ghosty type things. Very fashionable drip. I love all their stuff. It's so comfy. It's so well made. And it's so cool. I think Lindsay and I own maybe seven or 5,000 pieces of Discount Cemetery clothing. And we love it. So check them out on social media at Discount Cemetery or shop online at DiscountCemetery.com. They just released a camo hoodie that says Cemetery really big on it, and it's very cool. If you're a fan of our show and you want to listen to other shows on the Scavengers Network, you can. No way, really? How do I do that? Well, it's very easy, Lindsay Marie. You can just go online and check out the scavengersnetwork.com or check out Scavengers Network on basically all social media platforms and learn about all the shows we have on the network. I'm just kidding. I already do. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Shows like Myth Takes, Unnatural 20s, Side Character Quest, Blink and You'll Miss It, Timeline Scavengers, FMK All Day, The Amateur Detective Club, and a whole bunch of other fun shows. Tons of great people, and ourselves included, on the Scavengers Network. I know I said that like a robot, but I swear I'm not. But spoiler, Lindsay's a robot. I'm a robot. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, if you've been with us for a while, or you're just listening, and you like our show, and you might kind of like us, even though, you know, you don't know us in real life, we would love it if you gave our podcast a rating or a review. It would really help us out. Even if you don't like our show and you don't want to review our show, maybe just give it five stars because, you know, give back, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Well, see you later. Bye-bye. PodCube. Our PodCube devices are able to record audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. And this is what they're picking up. I hate flowers. flowers. I feel like a poop seller. I feel like I'm selling poop. There's a whole baby Mark Zuckerberg in here. Is it real? I I don't think so, but it's wet and it doesn't smell good. Did you smell the mouth? No, I didn't smell. Hi, welcome to Circuit City. Can I help you find anything today? Now, politely, just shut up. I'm going to take this iPod, dip it in some sauce. Ooh, hard to eat. Bet you'd be harder to eat without all the sauce on it. Search PodCube in your podcast app or go to poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know what you all did during the break, but what Lindsay and I did during the break. Now, be prepared for the second half of this episode as we both chugged some magic mind during the break. Linz, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling, what's the word? I'm feeling fortified. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. So yeah, I'm feeling that. I don't know what it means yet, but it's a word I've never said and my brain is catching up to my mouth. Oh, okay. So magic mind, these tiny green elixirs full of adaptogens, matcha, 
honey, mushroom elixir. You drink them. It's good for energy. You don't have a caffeine crash. It gives you a nice little pep in your step. And you don't have to go buy a weird coffee loaded with sugar and all sorts of weird stuff. Lindsay likes to put hers in a little oat milk latte that she makes. I like to do mine either straight these days because I'm a little kind of a rough and tumble sort of a dude. Or I do mine in some oat milk or whatever because I'm sort of a rough and tumble kind of a guy. Yeah. And if you want to try some magic mind for yourself and become almost too powerful all over, you can go to magicmind.co slash spooky and enter the code SPOOKY40 at checkout to get 40% off of your subscription to Magic Mind or 20% off of a regular order. So, Lindsay, I have some stuff to talk about. We also have a voicemail, and I wanted to just, I just want to get to it, okay? Okay, I'm ready to get to it. Fine, me too. I just had to turn the brightness up on my phone because I couldn't read what was written. And no, it's not because the text was small. It's because it was too dark. Oh, okay. I might be 36. I'm not, you know. You're not magic. I'm not magic. And also, it's not because, you know, like the whole you're getting older and your eyesight's getting worse. Mm-hmm. No, my eyes have been bad since fourth grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so You wear glasses on for your glasses. I do. Well, so do you a little bit. I guess so. It was just a silly joke. It was silly. I just imagined your glasses wearing glasses and then it was funny to me. Oh, I get it. I thought you meant I really had to wear glasses and you wore them for style. But no, you also need glasses. I do need glasses, but. Yeah, nice. Not as much as you. This is a really cool talk. Yeah. All right. Cool. I Jokes have a... are funny. What'd you say? Huh? Huh? <laughs> okay. Huh? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So scared. I know. I'm also so scared. So yeah. I have a short one. Really quick, and then I have a bigger one. But the short one is from the subreddit, Glitch in the Matrix. Of course, here it comes. It's back, and it's ready. It is ready. <laughs> it's, uh, I almost said it's 2022. It's been that way for about nine months now, but whatever. It's- I started incorporating in the intro because you love Glitch in the Matrix. I do. And in my defense, things that uh, exist in the subreddit, Glitch, glitch in the Matrix, some are legit kind of weird. Yeah. Other ones to me, they're weird, but, you know, it's it's a big sliding scale of how weird they are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if this one were to happen to either one of us, IRL, it would actually weird me out. Okay. Okay. So the title of this story. Oh, and this is from Reddit user Susie Kim. The title Is of, it Susie or Kim? Or is it Susie Kim? Mm-hmm, could be either. I like that. Okay, great. That's nice. Great. Now, when I found this... Uh, w- Oops. When I found this, it was nine hours old or nine hours young. Mm-hmm. So this is this is almost breaking booze. Okay. Okay, great. You, when you said breaking booze, you looked at me like I was going to have to like make a gasp noise or something. But then you and just then, stared at me with well, your eyes really big. Yeah, because then I was like, oh, I don't think Lindsay really cares that much. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just keep going. Okay. The title of this small story is Duplicate DVD. Uh-oh. So... I joined the sub because something really weird happened a few months ago. Husband and I are both still trying to wrap our heads around it. But I haven't had the guts to post yet because I have no physical evidence. And the very few close family we told about it laughed it off. But now another thing happened. And this one I see a lot here lately. And I have proof. So I decided to share. Nice. I added the word nice. Jordan. (laughs) Back to the story. (laughs) I thought this was a short story. It's kind of short. I'm making it longer. Yeah, I know. That's the point. (laughs) Mm. Back to the story. 
<clears throat> that one hurt hurt me. Like many of you, we had an object duplicate, namely a Simpsons DVD that was both in its box, where my husband said he put it back, and in the DVD player, where I was sure he had forgotten it. It's the exact same DVD, except one is like new, and one has a lot of scratches on it and dirt. We have never owned a duplicate of this DVD, and it's not new, it's an old one, so it cannot be a manufacturing mistake we overlooked. This world is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> now here's an edit. Uh-huh. Edit. It could not have been a prank or anything. We both work from home. We have no kids and don't have people over on a regular basis. Definitely not during the days when we were watching the Simpsons box set. So, mm -hmm. according to Susie Kim, all of a sudden... The exact same Simpsons DVD created itself, manifested itself out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and now they have two of the same DVD. Now, straight up, you and I don't own a lot of DVDs anymore. No. We sold them before we moved to Athens at Half Price Books. We sold <laughs> uh, so many of them, and I think we got $10. Now, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we kept a few choice, choice nugs. We kept... Some Brendan Fraser movies. <laughs> and then we have the Dark Crystal on Blu-ray. Don't say they're Brendan Fraser movies. Say they're Polly Shore movies. Okay, Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser. Because, well, they weren't both in oh, those. Encino Man, Son-in-Law. In the Army Now. In the Army Now. And then... So Polly Shore movies. Okay, but in all of those... I don't know why we did that, but we did that. Yeah, and the Dark Crystal. But we haven't checked them out recently. Maybe we got more Polly Shore <laughs> movies in there. We don't know. <laughs> but... Okay, straight up though, I know this one sounds silly. Yes, arguably it's not that scary. We, I think quite literally in our show before during doing some Estes methods sec uh, sessions, Estes method sessions, we've probably talked to some ghosts straight yeah, up. possibly. Now this is a duplicate DVD. It's not that scary. But this is what I have a problem with the story. Uh-oh. So they said there was an old one, which yeah. they're probably assuming that's from the original mm -hmm. box set. Mm -hmm. And it was probably a very old simpsons dvd box set because they even state in there when we watched this mm -hmm. why was there a new one in their dvd player and why did they open their dvd player to search it anyways i think they were watching this okay so i would assume they were they put in this dvd or whatever to watch whatever episodes were on this specific disc uh-huh and then you know they're done watching it they leave it in the dvd player Life goes on, a few days pass, and maybe they were talking about it in passing, and this person's husband was like, yeah, I put it, I took it out of the DVD player, I put it back. Or maybe Susie Kim took it out of the DVD player and said, hey, I thought you put this back in the thing, and the husband said, I did. And then they were like, well, I see it, and I'm holding it right here, I got it from the DVD player, and they look, bingo, bango, there are now two DVDs. Mm. This is my thought process. The husband forgot to take it out when he was supposed to and put it away. So he's like, oh, well, what I'm going to do is buy another one brand new and put it in there and then put the other one away. And then I'm going to freak her out because then it's going to be like, oh, I did put it away. But really, he didn't put it away. See, to me, that seems like an elaborate prank that I don't know, just buying a well, I guess you wouldn't buy a blank DVD. You could also like you could always throw away the original packaging. Mm -hmm. What about maybe, maybe the husband went to look in the DVD case thinking that he had put it away 
and didn't see it and for some reason didn't think to look in the DVD player and then was like, oh, S word, you know, sugar. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know where the DVD is. I don't want to ruin the box set. So he bought a, a copy off of eBay or something. And then now they have two copies. He just bought like a loose DVD. Yeah. Or back in the day when they were originally watching it, they actually were missing one and they bought it off eBay mm -hmm. and put it in there. And then when they rewatched it, they were like, oh, no, this one's new. But they totally forgot that they bought one because it was missing one because they bought it from Half Price Books and it was missing one. Half Price Books is cool, but they really don't give you a lot for all your stuff. No, you know? they don't. They don't. But that's OK. I'm happy that's to give okay. back. Yeah. Because you would, you know, usually just donate them. Anyways. Yeah. Well, that's that creepy story. If okay. we found a duplicate DVD in this house, since we have so few, I would legit be weirded out. Yeah. I wouldn't think it manifested. I would just think that there was time gone that I had no recollection of buying a second DVD. Well, that's the thing that was like, I, especially like a thing like The Simpsons, that was so popular and big. And if you were like a fan of that, People probably knew that. And I wonder if like for Christmas, they got another copy sometime and they just totally forgot that they they got that and they just had it around. Here's a fun prank to play in your friends. <laughs> Buy, go to yard sales, garage sales, wherever anyone's just getting rid of DVDs. Go to your local Goodwill, Salvation Army, wherever. Just buy a bunch of random DVDs when you go to their house. Um, if you're going to your friend's houses, I don't know what you do. And if they have DVDs still, slip a few weird ones in. Yes. Or if they don't have DVDs, just put them in like their cabinets or something. That's a great idea. Reverse stealing. Reverse <laughs> stealing. You get weird little trinkets and knickknacks. Oh, you should do reverse stealing and just like if you have stuff in your house that you don't want, you take it to your friend's house and just hide it. I think that's a great idea. That'd be fun. We have a bunch of like some random stuff around here. I could think to like, yeah, just go give that to somebody else. Yeah. Like someone wakes up and they're like, why is Molly here? Yeah. Why is someone else's dog here? <laughs> Who's this dog? <laughs> Who's this dog? And why is it in my house? I think that's a great idea. Or you could just package up stuff and then write like a fake return address on the package and then ship it to your friends who live somewhere else. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Reverse stealing. Yeah. Or uh, what? Unwanted Se giving. Or yeah, you could just do the whole um, Secret Santa thing mm -hmm. unannounced. All year round. Mm -hmm. In cool. August. I want to start that. I want to start like, or just the idea of just like everybody has this weird, like they just know the game and everybody just mails whoever packages of just weird stuff and you just don't have an address on it. That'd be awesome. Like mystery box. Yeah. Like how the dark web has like their mystery boxes you can buy for like thousands of dollars. And it's like weird stuff that you don't know is fake or real. But I, like you do do like cute stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do cute stuff or you could be like me and do really, uh, you know, um, yeah, cute stuff, I guess. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything besides cute. No, because I had something in my eye and I'm rubbing my eye. Yeah, you seem sleepy now. No, I'm not. I just had something in my eye and oh, I couldn't okay. think of anything because I was like, what's in my eye? Yeah. <laughs> Mystery box exchange. I'm so both equal parts thankful and amazed that people have listened to this show 53,000 times. Yeah. I can't believe it. Well, Eli. Egypt. Both Egypt. <laughs> I called him Eli who needs music and you called him Egypt. Well, I was trying to say something else. I just <laughs> forgot what I was saying. 
Anyways. Egypt who does music. If anybody wants to do um, spontaneous gift giving or whatever, let us know. Maybe we can start like a big list. And, you know, just mail each other packages. Yeah, spontaneous mystery box. I love that idea. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Okay. Well, I had another topic, but I want to get to this voicemail. Okay. And I'll save that topic for next episode. If you, listener, Eli, have any weird paranormal experiences, unexplained experiences, glitch in the matrix, glitch in the matrix experiences, we want to know about them. What do you want me to say? You started on this tangent and then you just looked at me like you want me to finish that. You have, like suddenly got tired. I'm not tired. I saw my eyeball. <laughs> And I was thinking you would be hyped up about the Haunted Hotline. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with this. Oh, okay. Yeah, Haunted Hotline. Because you kind of just stopped in your sentence and then just looked at me. Yeah, I kind of put a lot on you right there. Yeah, but you can call her a Haunted Hotline. (laughs) And you could even text it and leave us a voicemail or a text message of anything weird or unusual you experienced. Or even if you have just a question for us, just holler at us. Yeah, you can holler at us whenever you want. We will never answer it. It'll go straight to voicemail, STV. And you can ask us a question, tell us a story, ask for some advice. It doesn't matter. We don't really care. We just want you to holler at us. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. B-O-O-S. That's correct. Not like the drinkies. Nope, not like the drinkies. And we have a voicemail right now from Laura. Hi, guys. This is Laura. Um, This past weekend, I work at the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival, and we have a thing called parapet duty, which means we go up above our front gate and stand there and wave at the people and tell them, hi, thanks for coming today, et cetera, et cetera. And usually you're up there with a partner, but this season we're kind of short-staffed, so I was up there alone. I'm up there. I'm... Good day, welcome to Morlandshire, blah, blah, blah. And I just stopped and said to myself, man, I don't feel good. Now, reminding you, I am completely alone up there. I said to myself, I don't feel good. I hear a male voice right beside me say, hey, are you doing all right? I I jumped, I looked around. There's literally no one else in the parapet. There's no one down below me with the gates. I'm not sure I was on the backside, but there was no one coming to the gates. And I was telling the person that could never leave me, I told him to talk this, I said, I think, I, I think a ghost is up here with me. And he said, maybe it's the ghost of cast members past. So I guess my, I, I was really freaked out. I'm still a little freaked out about it, to be honest with you. Um, I guess my question to you is, do you think the ghost of cast member past were coming to check on me and see if I'm okay? It seems like something a lot of them would do. Because they're generally nice people. So anyway, thanks a lot for the podcast. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival is running for four more weekends. Um, it's the last two weekends in August, four weekends in September every year. I would love for people to come out and see me. If you can't make it this year, because who knows if the stories will be up in time. If you can't make it this year, come back next year. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the good work. Pet that dog for me. Laura, thank you for the voicemail. And that sounds legitimately creepy. Yeah, especially because you usually hear ghost stories and stuff that say like, oh, it said hi, and then it like made a scream noise or like, (laughs) you know, the typical like, but for it to like, 
genuinely ask how you are, like that implies to me that like they don't know that they've passed on and they think that they're like actually helping you. Yeah, maybe so. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, like you you typically hear of like ghost stories of like loud noises, your classic stuff like poltergeist activity, cupboards slamming, I don't know, vases getting knocked over because it seems like that's the only reason why vases exist yeah to ghosts but especially like not only to have it a com- falling in love with christina ricci and then turning into devon sawa exactly oh no it wasn't devon sawa it was was it jtt that casper jtt was casper was right? jtt casper i think so or was it devon sawa it was one of the two it was one of the bowl cut boys yeah it was one of the bowl cut boys <laughs> but yeah you don't like you don't hear about like a ghost like actually interacting with your needs yeah and this and like there really is the the spookiness level for me when i hear what like like it happens all the time when when you hear a ghost or a spirit inside okay you typically think that's where you expect to hear it when you hear something outside Mm -hmm. that exponentially raises the spookiness factor for me yeah stuff stuff happening outside is way scarier because i think there's less it could be even though you have more you know more of the elements outside you have animals you have whatever else but there i don't know there's just something so scary about paranormal stuff outdoors is it because it's so big it's so, so open yeah it's so big it's like indoors um like you and i have gone in look in some places or whatever like it's usually kind of close quarters things can echo maybe it's easier to hear stuff maybe it's i don't know whatever i i i feel like your your what nervousness is a little bit heightened but outside i think just because it's so big yeah there's like there's no there's nowhere for like anyone to hide for anything to hide i don't know what it is especially because i would imagine laura correct me if i'm wrong but this happened probably in broad daylight Perhaps. I don't know. Which that's also scary. They don't really say. Well, I don't know. I think that, yeah, like I said, the whole idea of a ghost actually being aware of the living, usually even when we've done Estes methods and stuff and whether or not we actually are communicating with someone, like it is always about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's they're replaying something or something in their life. It's not they're really interacting with you. So that's just really unusual because, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, yeah, I guess it's unusual that you hear of an empathetic spirit. Well, it's unusual that you hear of an empathetic anyone. (laughs) True. (laughs) So, so, I mean, like, I take that as a win. Yeah, true. You had an empathetic ghost buddy. Did you tell the ghost no? (laughs) Or did you go, um, I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. You're freaking me out. Who's that? Who are you? You're freaking me out. That being said, I have always wanted, I've barely been to any Renaissance festivals or Renaissance fairs. I used to go to them all the time. I took you. I know. Back in the day. I know. I remember. I think I've been to three total. Yeah. And we know some people, and I guess now, including Laura, we know some people who were involved with them. Mm -hmm. And there is something that I think seems so fun about being in character and just doing a Ren fair for a minute or two. Yeah. I think that sounds like so much, like so, so much fun. 
See, back when I used to go, <laughs> like I loved going and no one ever wanted to take me. My mom would like take me even though she was really sad about it. But like I'd want to go every year. But to be honest with you, the people that acted like in character, they scared me a little bit. Okay. So like, I don't know why <laughs> I wanted to go so much. I think honestly, I wanted to go because I wanted to see the costumes. So I was into fashion. And you loved turkey legs. And I just wanted to get henna. Done. Yeah, true. <laughs> so like that was the only place that was like acceptable. Like, oh, yeah. Could you just do my whole arm and henna? But it's like. I don't know why I wanted to go because it freaked me out when people would act like other time periods. Yeah, true. I don't know. Like, think about it, though. Like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I but like, it's fun. I like that you would get scared and go just to, like, I don't know, look at fashion and get henna. It was scary. Yeah. I also, you know, I'm actually realizing this about myself that I was very scared of Disney World, too. Yeah, you were. I was very scared of Disney World because of the characters. Except I Aladdin. You I, did like Aladdin. I did like Aladdin. Yeah. That's on video camera. Yeah. Shirtless vest. Again, we were bringing up Aladdin with his, you know, vest. Mm -hmm. He just, you know, comes back around all the time. <laughs> but like, yeah, I didn't want like Minnie Mouse to touch me. Yeah. I was very scared of people make-believing. I remember I got so like embarrassed in like that way when you have a crush on somebody or like you I don't know like see like like a really famous celebrity oh, when you I saw Aladdin when too? I met no when I met <laughs> when I met Minnie Mouse oh yeah I remember because I, I remember I was eight I think I was eight years old when I went the first time and I was like oh my gosh it's Minnie Mouse I was six and I was like oh my god it's well I liked Aladdin mm-hmm and we had to watch the Indiana Jones demonstration thing twice. Nice. Because I was very into that, too. Yeah. And I thought it was really Harrison Ford. Yeah. Isn't that rad? And I like my whole life, I was like, I met Harrison Ford. And then I think I got in high school and I was like, oh, that's not that was an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun if you and I got to like go hang out at a Ren fair for like two days on a weekend or something and just dressed up like we would be like nasty weird little forest people yeah and come out and be like i've been go i've been using the bathroom over here for five years you want to see it and just showing people wow. like where you use the bathroom you're bringing back my fears from going when i was younger now because yeah. if i would have met you as a character i would have been like yep this is scary do you want to look wait do you want to look at my collection of dead possums I think Renaissance fairs are fun. I don't know why I'm scared of people in character. I'm I don't know why you are either. Scared of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't like when I was younger, it scared me to see somebody acting not like themselves. Yeah. Like it do you was think it's, Do you think scary. it's because you also like you really don't like being tricked and you felt like you were being tricked? I don't tricked? like being tricked. No. Because, okay, like I remember... The first time when I was little, I saw somebody that was drunk. Oh. And seeing an adult drunk when you're little and not understanding of why they're not acting like they normally do. That freaked you out? It scared me. I totally get that. Yeah, and I then get that. any character scared me. And then you went to Disney and you're like, <laughs> is everyone here a drunk adult? No, I know. It scared me. <laughs> I cried on every ride. Yeah. Except for It's a Small World, which, yeah. you know, you think that would be the scariest thing, little animatronics. That one is kind of a creepy ride. It's really scary. Um, I want to like do I want to do a deep dive on all the like the really intense security and all the like the weird like speaking of spy stuff, all the stuff they do at Disney and how they make sure they like, quote unquote, maintain happiness the entire time. 
Yeah. I imagine people get taken to Disney jail all the time. Yeah, like, I'm sure they do. I thought we were just with, where's our Uncle Roger? Whoop, they just swoop him up in like a hidden, in a hidden trap door that looks like a bush. Well, I don't know. well I don't Laura, know. I think whoever it was, probably a somewhat, probably an old cast member or kind of like what you were asking. I would Especially imagine so. checking in on you because yeah. I feel like they're, they understand where, what your, your feelings and your problems are. I don't know. Yeah. And I, 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 there's, there's this cool sense, at least from an outsider's perspective, there's this cool sense of camaraderie with like all the cast and crew of a Ren Fair. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine there's like some cool spiritual camaraderie happening. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. It would freak me out too, but I think that that's kind of a cool experience. If I anything. think so too. Totally is. Yeah. Well, thanks for the voicemail, Laura. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Thanks for hanging out. And I guess thanks to everyone else for listening to our show. That's the end of our episode. Yeah, it's over. We did it. We did it. We did do it. You can um, find Egypt who does music on social media. <laughs> it's actually Eli who does music. He writes the music for the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. Check it out. He has flute arms. He's a magic man. He is a magic man. And recently he's been making little videos on social media about why he does or doesn't like certain fast food items uh, when he's just in his car. And I like him. Yeah. Eli, or you like the videos? Mm-hmm. Yes. I like him. <laughs> yeah, I like him. Mm-hmm. I like both right. of them. I like both of them. We would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network for having us on. We've been there since day one. And there's a lot of other shows that are also on the network now. You can check us all out. Find the Scavengers Network on social media. Check out the scavengersnetwork.com. Do some clicking and scrolling. There's a merch store. There's all sorts of stuff. They're also doing the Scavengers Network Independent Podcast Showcase coming up here soon. More details about that online. Check them out. And I don't usually like to rep myself, but I have a company called Kelp Rabbit. I make some spooky fool, f- foolproof things. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say spooky jewelry. Kelprabbit.com. I'm actually launching my spooky fall line this week. So if you want to check out that merchandise too, go ahead. And this is probably the only time you'll hear me rep it because I feel really sad and shy. (laughs) I'll rep it. There's also a link in the show notes to go directly to Lindsay's website. And I also like how Lindsay says she doesn't want to rep her company, but she's wearing a long sleeve shirt that literally says kelp rabbit (laughs) on the front of the shirt. Well, no one's here. I'm here. Okay, well, I see go to Kelp Rabbit. I do a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, go to kelprabbit.com if you want to see what Lindsay's been doing for the past year and some change, I think. Yeah, there's a little something for everyone. Um, And this week, launching this week, will be my spooky collection. I have ghost earrings on there that I had last year that were very popular and they came back. Um, I also have some leather bat earrings, some fun spooky merch. There's also some bat goodies for your dog or cat. Yes, and they're very cute. They're leather little bats that you can strap right onto their collars and make them 10 times cuter. And it's fake leather, so it's cruelty-free. Yeah. Isn't that nice? It does not test on animals. No, you but you can put it on your animal and it's really cute. Yeah. And make them look like, a I don't know, a ghost. Yeah, spooky little friend. Speaking of spooky little friends, everyone listening to our show, whether you like it or not, is now our spooky little friend. And we want to thank you all for listening to the show for as long as you have been. If this is your first episode, if this is your 159th episode, we're happy you're here. Thanks for being our bud. 
If you'd like to, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review the show, but mostly tell people you know about our show. We love to hear it, and that means more than, you know, some clicky stuff. Yeah, we just want to have a big community of spooky people that like to talk about weird, unusual things and just be our spooky friends. And that you don't really mind that our show is like 65% kind of spooky and 35% about nothing at all. Well, really quick before we leave, okay? because I forgot about it a while ago, our friend Tucker actually posted a thing on Facebook saying, hey, something about like, if you could make any scary movie out of Muppets, what would it be? Oh, cool. Or just any movie with Muppets, what would it be? And I immediately went to scary, spooky stuff. And I was like, The Thing, The Shining. But real quick, what movie would you like to see or scary movie would you like to see made Muppet form? I think a good one right now, it's the first one I thought of, would be um, Midsummer with Muppets would be Ooh, really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that one, I was going to say Hereditary, but I don't know. That one I think is a little bit too intense to like translate well to Muppets. Midsummer is also intense, but I think Midsummer with Muppets would be really fun. But something about like a Muppet getting their head crushed would be way lighthearted than a uh, human. Yeah, or like a Muppet doing that thing where. Well, I don't want to give. I don't, I don't want to give anything away if no you spoilers. haven't seen Midsummer. Also, if you haven't seen Hereditary, please watch it. Yeah, they're yeah, both do very good movies. Would you do? You said you would do The Thing or The Shining. Yeah, I think those would be good ones. I thought for sure you would say Event Horizon. Oh, well, then Event Horizon, for yeah, sure. Event Horizon. <laughs> dem demonic uh, Muppets. If anyone knows in Event Horizon, they're the, the scene where they find the old footage from the old crew where they go to the hack dimension, apparently a lot of that got cut, but I believe it still exists somewhere. You can find it somewhere. If anyone is good at the internet and you find that footage from Event Horizon, the stuff they took out because it was like too spooky and weird, please give me it. I just give me it. Please. Okay. What are you doing with your hands? I'm just excited. Okay. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. We wouldn't be spooky without you guys. Well, we'd be spooky, but we'd just be talking to ourselves. So it's much funner to be spooky together. It really is. And really... 53,000 times people have listened to the show, mostly Eli. It really does mean a lot. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and for hanging out with us. And I guess until our next episode, I hope you all just crush it in general. Just crush it. Just crush. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. until next time, we'll see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>
There's the message. Oh, man. <laughs> I know this is gonna. This is after the episode, but I want everyone to know that it's our anniversary today. <laughs> Why that noise? Oh my gosh! We were almost asleep on the couch. It's our anniversary. We've been married for seven years today. <laughs> Will you check your mic? Lens. I thought I was done. What? No, for real, please. I'm sorry. I'm checking my mic. Hold on, let me look at the computer. Hold on, let me uh, make a no, perfect fart noise. Let me look at the computer. Let me look at the computer, but really I'm finding the perfect fart noise to go over top of your voice. Do you get anything? I don't know. Does it seem good? Yeah, seems fine. Okay. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. We tell our clients up front, it's usually not a ghost. She locked eyes with me, but something was wrong. My reflection, that's not what I was wearing. That wasn't me in the glass. And they're not hiring us to find a ghost. They're hiring us to solve a problem. And we usually do. She didn't have arms or legs. She was hovering there. She was giving me a look that wanted me to come closer. All the hairs on my body stood on end. Liam climbed in the trunk and closed himself inside. But it's never a ghost. You'll never survive the winter. Well, almost never. Thirteen tells feature-length spooky stories on the 13th of each month. Fully produced audio stories with some of your favorite voice actors from across the podcast world. Search 13, the word, not the number, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm gonna have to start putting the lock on the refrigerator door because I can't make this peanut butter pie as fast as them children can eat it.